0: Welcome to the 602 Club Trek FM's local watering hole. And yes, we are back for seconds here in Zombieland uh, as we're going to be talking about Zombieland Double Tap. And with me, as she is every single week, who's looking for the double scoop? Christy Morris.
1: I'm back, and you can call me Georgia, but that's all you're going to get out of me because you can't get too attached. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I mean, I don't want to, you know, you never know if you're just gonna die. I mean, that would be awful. Yeah, I can't spend my time getting
1: too attached to you. Uh, Anyway, uh, Christy, how's it going? Good. I actually I'm really excited to talk about this one. I uh, don't usually like sequels, but you'll see what I thought of this one toward the end. And uh, I went to go see it by myself in movie tavern where I got the fancy recliner. So Ooh, fancy recliner. Look at mm-hmm. you. That's awesome. Uh yeah, I do I do
0: love those fancy recliners. We don't have any theaters that really have the super fancy recliners here. So, I'm yeah, sorry. that's kind of disappointing, but yeah, it's okay. Uh but uh before uh, we dive into the movie, we're really excited to get to Double Tap uh but you can find us all over the place. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Now make sure you hit us up on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a star rating review. And actually, uh, we got a review. Um, I, I subscribe to this thing that uh, helps us see reviews from all over the world, Christy. And uh, the we've got one from Brazil, the Brazil <gasps> store. So, um, and they said, a damn good podcast. Excuse my French. But uh, I can't wait for a new episode every week. You'll probably... Not like all the movies reviewed, but the ones you do, it's well worth your time. Five stars. And they said, live long and prosper. Um, so we really appreciate that review there from Brazil. It means so much to us that people all over the world like the show. And listen, that's so cool. Uh, and yes, we do believe it to be a darn good podcast. Go. So uh, yeah, thank you so much. Um Again, that really just means a lot. You know, you spending your time to give us a star rating review, it definitely helps out the show. And so, again, find us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, We are everywhere. Uh, Podcasts can be had. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, please do give us a star rating review. Help people find the show. uh, Let them know what you think of it. And uh, we'll read your review out on the podcast. So you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com. You can also find us On the Babel Conference, which is our listeners-only discussion group there on Facebook, if you're on Facebook, you'll just type Babel into the search field. If you're on our website, attract.fm, you can get there as well through that. Any of the show pages, there's a button that says Discussion. Click that, and then you can talk to fans from all over the country and all over the world, obviously. Uh, if we got listeners in Brazil and just everywhere. And then, last but not least, um, send us an email. Uh, your thoughts. Christy and I do love conversing with people about what they think about. Uh, the shows. Um, and uh, you can do that at track.fm slash contact. Choose a show. You just choose the 602 Club. And that comes to Christy and I will be able to talk to you. So uh, make sure that uh, you do that. We would love to hear your thoughts. Um, really excited to get to Double Tap. And I'm kind of wondering just kind of what you thought about the, the idea of coming back to this one as a sequel. Um, you know, because it's always interesting, the idea of like, eh, you know, um, do you go back for seconds uh, on a story or do you just
1: leave it as is? So how do you feel like they did with a sequel. So I do think that the first film doesn't really set itself up for needing a sequel. Uh, I think it wraps up in a nice little package, its own story arc, and they could have just left it the way it was. Um, But I'm actually glad that they made this one because I feel like being that it's more of a comedy than a horror movie, that you can do that easier than you could if it was following a dramatic storyline. Um, I think, too, it's really great the way that they come into this one as far as tying the two together with acknowledging there's been a time gap and saying, since last time you saw us, this is what's going on. Or these are some things that we've learned along the way, because that is kind of the natural way your mind would go based on where the last film ended, where they're driving off together and they, you know, decide that they've found home with each other and they're going to go off and find another place to visit. Um, so I, I like the way that they come in. Um, and I think in general, I just usually don't like sequels, but every time, every, every now and then you get one that's really worthwhile. Um, and I think that this was worth it.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I think that,
1: you know, what
0: you're saying, I really like because, ah, uh, that is something that's difficult about sequels. You know, can you make one? that is as good as the original and doesn't just feel like what you're doing is copying um the original and just kind of doing the same thing over but maybe quote unquote bigger and better and so that is something that I think is really interesting about this movie and 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 one of the things you kind of mentioned is you know, really this the 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 first movie is a comedy um and I felt like maybe in this movie that they maybe leaned more into the comedy than even the first time. Mm. And I thought that that was really interesting idea of, you know, allowing the comedy to be the bigger part of this movie than even the first... Because, you know, one of the things that we had mentioned about the original is the fact that they did a good job of... Not only having there be the comedy elements, but kind of some of those horror elements, and I did feel like they really leaned into the idea that this is this is more a comedy than anything mm-hmm. else. And in some ways, I would say, and I'm, I don't know if you agree, but I didn't really feel like there's a lot of of horror elements to this movie. I, mean, I felt like really the idea of the zombies—they're just there, um kind of to be really just they're there for comedic effect like there's there's not really a horror element there at all
1: yeah that's a good point because i mean really you don't feel any real danger for them at all until you're at the end um with all of the zombies crawling up on the scaffold or whatever that our heroes are standing on in babylon um that was when i was really thinking oh wow they're actually gonna kill off all their main characters possibly But Mm -hmm. um, I do think that, like you're saying, they did lean more into the comedy on this one. Um, And and at first I wasn't thinking that because of scenes like Wichita coming back after leaving suddenly and seeing Mm -hmm. that um, Columbus had slept with someone else. Um, I, I like those scenes for adding something more emotional to the movie. But yeah, I think that you're right that they basically decided since the last one. You know, maybe it was a little too icky last time, (laughs) like the way I mentioned that the zombies were a little disgusting. I mean, they still had some of that this time, but it felt like they weren't taking themselves as seriously with trying to make the zombies terrifying as much as just going, yeah, they're kind of stupid and gross, like you've got the Homer or whatever. Um, And I like that play on uh, Madison, you thinking she's becoming a zombie and it was just a nut allergy. (laughs)
0: I guess one of the things that I wanted to ask you is do you feel like that was the best choice in the movie? Because you rightly pointed out, I think, is that you kind of lose the element of thinking that there's really going to be a moment where anybody could really truly die that matters, I Mm -hmm. guess. Um. And so, like, like specifically that moment with with Madison, you know, I I thought it was kind of a strong, it, at least the first time seeing it, I thought it was really strong that they would kill her, um, and kind of give you that somberness of of that. Oh yeah, this can still happen, you mm-hmm. know. Like people can still die, you know. Um, thing people can still get bit by a zombie, you know. So, w- what did you think about that? Did you do you feel like maybe they needed to allow there to be some sort of, like, drama element or, or horror element to things? Or did the comedy work enough for you so that you didn't necessarily care?
1: I think that it didn't work as well. I think that they should have possibly just left her dead. Because then it would have had that effect, like you're saying, you know, that... Um, it had some weight to it, and that it makes you realize people are still capable of being lost um, to, you know, the infection that causes them to become zombies. So, yeah, I, I kind of wish that they had done some more with that, because I, I do think that sometimes the comedy feels like the movie's all fluff. What about you?
0: Yes, yes. No, 100%. I think you just kind of nailed it like that's the thing that I kind of ended up thinking to myself was you know the f- the first movie was able to insert comedy into a zombie movie, um but still have the elements that 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 had the horror, you know, and so. And I would say the the rated R ness of the horror, like where it's just scary enough, where you're you're kind of wor- you you are kind of worried about the characters. Mm-hmm. Like you, you 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 obviously you know if it's a movie with like Woody Harrelson and you know these type of people, you're not thinking that they're gonna die, right? You know you're you're that's not necessarily something you're worried about but i felt like uh, you know the movie did it a good enough job with itself to make me feel like that possibly could happen uh in the original like there there's always a chance you know that you could go that way and i think you're absolutely right in that in this one by just allowing the comedy to reign and never giving a, us a moment of seriousness and and, and even i would say taking the moment of seriousness away um, with especially like that, that Madison scene, you know, where you think that he has had to kill her because she's been turned mm-hmm. into a zombie by doing that. I do think you've kind of lost something with the movie because even at the very end, like I think it would have been stronger specifically because the moment where you think to yourself, Oh my gosh, will, will, there it would have been a stronger moment with is Tallahassee going to sacrifice himself for everybody? Oh, absolutely. Like, is he going to make that ultimate sacrifice? And, 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 and I, I think they took away that moment because, well, you, you kind of know that he's not going to die. Um, That there isn't a chance of him dying because they've already, you know, showed you that they're not willing to basically pull the trigger on their characters at all.
1: Yeah, I think that's something even that we've talked about on other episodes of the show, that it. although you don't want to just be killing people off for shock value, sometimes losing someone that matters to the story or to the characters is Mm -hmm. helpful in giving you a more interesting story. And I think that it would have been better, even though it would have been difficult um as far as for the characters to deal with for i think it would have been better for tallahassee to have sacrificed himself i thought that was what was going to happen
0: yeah yeah and i mean not that you like again like you said it's not like you wantonly are wanting characters to die but it does it almost like for him it makes an even better story arc you know i mean like he's been this character who has always said like he he he's leaned into this idea that he's some sort of lone wolf, even though that's a dumb idea because there's no such thing as a lone wolf. Lone lone wolves don't actually exist because wolves are in packs (laughs) um, and always live in packs. But so anyway, that's, that's just a misconception in the first place. But anyway, that's beside the point. The point being that, you know, he has been that character who's always said that that's what he, he kind of really wants. And yet, this movie and the and the and the first movie really show us that he's a character who that's not what he wants. Like you know, with the moment where we learn that he had had a son and and that, that that was something that was really painful for him to have to relive. And and in many ways, like you said in the first episode, which I think was so smart, is that you know, Little Rock had become like his child, and that's part of this movie too. Is like this idea of. of that he has a child, and, and it, again, and you know he's a little bit harder on them than he should be, um, and sometimes and can be a little bit overbearing, like a classic parent. And in in many ways, that's been difficult for uh, Little Rock because you know he thinks he's enough, you know, and and she desires to have more, which. You know, kind of normal, um, right? Kind of want to end up, maybe like she says, like, I'm never gonna have a family. I'm never gonna have, you know, a boyfriend. You know, I'm never gonna have the chance to have more than just this, basically <laughs> than just you. Um, and but and yet that's that's completely normal. And so, like, to take that away that that he would sacrifice himself to save all of them. Um and kind of complete that story arc in a really cool way. I think is disappointing. Yeah, like I feel like it could have been really strong if they had had kind of the guts to go for that, and they just they don't have the guts to do that. Like, and it's a little bit disappointing. Like, because I think it. Um, yeah. I I mean, I got, I felt like I'm rambling, mm-hmm. but I just think it would have made a stronger story for the character of Tallahassee.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point. And, you know, going down the route as well with Little Rock, I think that this movie didn't do her as much justice as I felt like she got in the first movie. I feel like her story in this movie really kind of became, she ran off, she meets a boy, they keep traveling around trying to find them, um, and then finally end up at Babylon and find them there. Um, and it felt like she just, she's a great actress, but wasn't given a lot to do. And then the things that she was given to do were just kind of lackluster.
0: Yeah, no, I felt that too. I was, I was a little surprised that Abigail Breslin, I felt like got just kind of sidelined a little Mm bit. Um, and it seems a little strange because like you said, I think she is a good actress and you expect them to maybe give her more. Um, but they just, they don't really, I don't know. I I do feel like she doesn't get the opportunity to really spread her wings and kind of fly in the movie, (laughs) um, which is a funny phrase, but you know, um, yeah, she just, she just doesn't really get that opportunity Mm -hmm. and it's kind of strange. I think that just the, the story of overall for the movie, it feels a little bit slight. Um, I think that they kind of struggled, it felt like, on, on how to, uh, I mean, what to do with the movie. Mm-hmm. How do we tell the story? Like, what do we do yeah, with it? like, okay, um, we're and back. I think they just what? kind of struggled with where to go with the storyline. And... It, that that's one of the things that I thought was really interesting and it, it it didn't like for all the characters it kind of seemed like a very strange it just seems kind of a little bit strange like that they just they they didn't have more to do if that makes sense
1: yeah that makes sense i mean i i think really it focuses the most on Columbus and Wichita and Tallahassee which i mean you know in the beginning were the main 3 anyway but mm-hmm. i feel like now you're in the sequel you could showcase a little more than just the 3 of them again.
0: Yeah. Nope, 100% agree. So just i think it is a kind of a good time to kind of talk about you know the the storyline there then for um you know, because we talked about Tallahassee and Little Rock. But what did you think then about the storyline that we get for the other two characters? You know, you've got Columbus and Wichita. And how do you feel like that that played out here in the movie? So
1: I thought it was pretty good. I think that on Wichita's side, it was a little weak just because of um, them having her only reason for leaving be that she didn't want to get too attached again. It felt a little flimsy this time because well, you've been attached to him this long, I guess it was supposed to be the proposal scared her away, but it still felt like why would it be that bad that she would risk their lives and leave um mm-hmm. and then I felt too the whole reason that she comes back saying that suddenly her sister ran off with the car. I mean, it was funny saying that she left a note, and then you know Tallahassee and Columbus are going, Gee, novel idea, leaving a note. Um, but it just kind of felt like her purpose ends up being mm. finding her sister, finding her sister, and that she doesn't really care about anything else. It's just not interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was. I mean, it was interesting because, in the sense, like what you're saying, like there doesn't seem to be a lot of motivation given to her as a character beyond what other people are doing. Right. Thank you. You know, like what and 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 the. Then try like her response to those other people, which I mean, okay, but she doesn't seem to have tons of agency beyond herself, other than you know, she does make the choice to be with you know, Columbus in the end, mm-hmm. which is fine. Uh, and I, I mean, I always expected that that would happen, but I do think it's a little bit strange that you don't feel like, uh, it is just strange like she just doesn't have a lot to do beyond that and so like her whole existence in the movie seems to be about her sister and to be about a boyfriend and possibly fiance which again there's there's nothing wrong with a character like having the the frustrations of like figuring out what it is that they want in life you know do they do they want to be you know married do they want um those kind of things that's fine But it did seem like that that became her only motivation throughout the entire movie for everything. And she didn't really get a storyline all of her own. And I don't know. Do you think maybe that's because in this movie they wanted uh, they wanted her sister to be the one who got more of the focus since she really doesn't get as much of the focus in the first movie? you think that's
1: possibly the reason? I think the reason was just that they leaned too far into the comedy factor, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, And not that I don't think the love story was good, especially having it be this love triangle between Wichita, Madison, and Columbus. Mm -hmm. But it's just that it's like there has to be more motivation than just surface level for Wichita and for Little Rock to make them make you care about following them. So like, what are Wichita's other motivations other than finding her sister? Okay. Once she does, what are they going to do? What are their goals? I guess is how I feel. Does she eventually ever want to find, try to find other people or try to Mm. make a family with Columbus or something?
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like it, 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 you, you did seem, it did seem to kind of lack, um, more to it than yeah. that. Like you just kind of wanted more to it than that, and and there wasn't anything. And that is a really that is a little bit strange to me, um, for that character, um, because you would I feel like you would expect more, because you know it's like it's Emma Stone, you want her to have more to do. Yeah. So, speaking of of you know uh, Columbus, what did you think about his whole like love triangle?
1: I thought it was great, not only because it was funny, but also because I think that it, it gave that needed emotional piece to the movie where I felt like otherwise the only thing was Tallahassee feeling like Little Rock is his daughter and she's slipping away. Um, I think mm-hmm. that the other piece is this. Um, and I think that it's funny because if you're putting yourself in their shoes, I totally understand that moment where he, Columbus meets Madison and then they get back to the White House and she immediately wants to sleep with him. And he's like, whoa, whoa. I mean, like, what's going on? And also my girlfriend just left. She might come back. And so I thought it was funny that they went the route of her saying, "It's it's been years. <laughs> um, and she's like, you know, if you're not down, then I'm going to bite the bullet and go for the old guy. I thought that was funny. Um, but, I mean, you also understand... From her perspective, she hasn't seen another live human being aside from zombies in years, plural. Then her motivations kind of make sense.
0: So I was thinking about that idea, like, you know, for Columbus, you know, that the thought process for him is is really interesting because obviously. You know, he he doesn't know if if she will ever come back. right? Right. He has no clue um if if she'll ever come back and so i think it creates a a fun little you know goof um for them to to play with i do think that the thing that uh is a little bit uh, it was i mean it, it's okay to to do love triangles i'm just not a huge fan of love triangles um yeah. in general with movies uh and so this one was it was fine. You know, I mean, it's, it's, and I, I mean, I would say this it's one of those where it's like, you don't feel like it's ever going to be like there's really ever going to be a choice, right?
1: Right. Like, you do definitely feel like Madison was just a one time fling and that he's going to end up back with mm-hmm. Wichita. Right. Right. Cause, uh, and, and, you know, because you,
0: you know, like that's, that's, that's who's going to be together in the end. So,
1: but, I do like that they kind of make you question that at first, because Madison genuinely takes an interest in the things that Columbus likes, like his rules. And, you know, it just it it does raise a good point of like, in a partner, you want someone who cares what you have to say. (laughs) If if they never listen to you, then why are you together? (laughs)
0: So that's something that I, I thought was really interesting, you know, in because in that part of the story, I, you know, Columbus really does have a point. He's, you know, you're mean, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that there was something that I really liked about that, you know, this idea of, of keeping people at arm's length, like, it doesn't just hurt you, like, in the end, it hurts that person that you're with, yeah. and if you continually keep somebody at arm's length... You are going to end up like chasing them away there, you know? And so I, I, I thought that that was actually, you know, obviously it's just, it's a very goofy movie, but you know, that's something that I think is really poignant that happens with that relationship. Like he, when he says you guys are, you're mean. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of choices. Right. But he is actually calling her on something I think is really important. Yeah. Like treating the, the people you love with honor and respect is, is really important and i appreciated that columbus finally kind of
1: said that to her cuz i think it's
0: it's true like she's just kind of mean. And that he
1: wasn't just joking that it was it, he was calling her out and saying no like you genuinely are, can be really hurtful and you need to change. Yeah. Yeah, and and
0: you know that's one of the things that i thought was really interesting with the movie is like to kind of get in there and talk about the uh, those ideas relationally you know a lot of people you see that a lot like people are afraid to get close to people mm-hmm. and i get it it can be scary to open up your heart to another person uh and truly give yourself to another person that's completely understandable but in the end you are only hurting yourself and the other person that you say that you love if if you're not willing to do that. Yeah. Um, and so I appreciated that they kind of play that out, this movie. I think they did a good job with it, you know, uh, in that sense. And and I, I liked that in many ways, um, I think we see Wichita kind of get called out for it in a really good way like i think it's a healthy way to say you know it, it's not really healthy for you to live like this like um and it's it's not healthy for the people you say you love and it's not healthy for yourself so uh and and the fact that she kind of makes the switch at in the in the end is nice i i appreciated that a lot so
1: i'm glad to hear that because i yeah i felt like that was the biggest thing that made a difference to me in having something of substance in this movie was feeling like she's constantly locking people out of getting too close. And that at this point, Columbus is continually reaching out. And I, I like the the way he proposes as he says, I thought that something that would fix things would be this. Here's a ring. And she's like, what? <laughs> But, you know, it it was in the words. He goes basically saying there's something wrong. I think this might fix it. And it's like, nope, that just pushed her further away. So she had to learn how to change. Yeah. You know, that's the
0: thing that I appreciate most about that whole. One, marriage is never the answer to the fix. Right. (laughs) problems. (laughs) You know, um, but there there was an underlying problem. In the relationship Mm -hmm. that they have. And um, it was the fact that, you know, she wasn't ready to fully commit. And, you know, this the the storyline that plays out for them is that her being willing to fully commit because of seeing. I think the reasons why, like, you don't know how long life is and like, why not spend your life fully with another person than keeping everybody at arm's length. Cause you don't know when it's going to end. Yeah. Right. And, and there's a, you know, and again, you're uh, keep saying it, but like you're only hurting yourself and you're hurting that other yep. person. So I think that's the thing that um, is really beautiful about their story. Um, it's not my favorite story in the sense, cause I don't love, <laughs> I don't love love triangles. Sure. And things, but,
1: um, the,
0: at least I guess there's, is funny. So,
1: but speaking of the love triangle, uh, I think you already know my new favorite character is Madison. I think I've found my Halloween costume. Yeah,
0: that was, yeah. So yeah, well, let's talk about the new characters. What, what about
1: her did you love so much? I think that her timing with the delivery of some of her jokes was the funniest part of the whole movie I mean like the part where I literally laughed out loud in the theater was when she turns the binoculars the wrong direction and she goes (laughs) oh you're so tiny no you're not no you are no you're not no you are no you're not and it just goes on forever (laughs) I thought that was hilarious and I love uh, when Tallahassee says well you know she survived because zombies feed on brains and she doesn't have any (laughs) I just, uh, I got such a kick out of her. And then especially the fact that then they see the clown ice cream truck driving and it's her, like she's back from the dead. Oh, it was just a nut allergy. I just, everything with Madison cracked me up.
0: Yeah, you know, I I think I, I thought that she was a really, like, just, she was a funny character and I loved the way that she started to pick up her, like, sarcasm. Like, I thought that was great. Oh, yeah. Like, she's learning Uh, what it
1: is. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you actually using it um, from hanging out out with them. I think that it, like, the thing that she does as a character, she helps give perspective to other characters. You know, obviously, I think to Columbus to kind of, like, think about what it is he wants. You know, obviously, I think it does the same thing for Wichita Mm -hmm. and, and like, it helps make her jealous and realize exactly what she wants but yeah as we talked about before it would have been i think a little bit stronger if she had died just because it would have created some fear for the movie like oh these characters can die and then the problem though became like so we meet the other two new characters you you know you get albuquerque and flagstaff mm-hmm. and then like they're kind of funny jokes but then, of course, we just kill them off. So they, it, it was a little bit, why are we introducing people that we're just here to kill off because we're not going to kill off any of our main characters? I don't know. That yeah. part was like, I thought that they were really funny, but I also was just like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I wonder if in that situation, the writers kind of backed themselves into a corner and then said, well, we can't have... Luke Wilson and this other guy taking over the whole movie. We've got to find a way to get rid of them. Uh, we'll have them get bitten by the T-800s and die off. I think it just, they had to get them out of the way somehow. Yeah. But I did think they were funny. And I love that whole back and forth about, uh, don't you feel like you're looking in a mirror? No, what? Uh, <laughs> that was cute. But I, I just felt like they could have done something else other than have them die. I did like that whole thing too with Tallahassee finally having a love interest and then it being a love triangle between Tallahassee, Albuquerque and her.
0: Yeah. That was the thing. Like, I, I think that's kind of what made their, their whole thing seem, those two characters just kind of seem kind of cheap. Like they were there for the joke and then they were done. Yeah. And, and um, because you, and, and, Again, that 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 thing, because you've got Nevada and she has another relationship. And so you just immediately kind of kill him off. And then there's no um, there's nothing there like, oh, they're not going to it's not going to be an issue. Um, And I thought that that was kind of like the the cheapest way to deal with the fact that, you know, Tallahassee likes her and everything. And you just get rid of the competition by having to kill Mm -hmm. him. I don't know. It just seems like the lowest common denominator of how to deal with something. Um and and then I think it just they they just weren't like they're they're there for a joke and that's it. Um yeah. and I don't know. I was just a kind of dis I was just
1: disappointed that that's all that they were. Yeah, I agree with you. And I felt like it wasn't even necessary for Nevada's character to have had another relationship other than being the reason that then uh, Tallahassee gets jealous. Um, I think that they were really literally just like you said there for the joke and then they had to get rid of them Um, because I although I thought the driveway jokes were funny, it still just kind of served no purpose to the rest of the story that was happening. Yeah. It was like, they literally took the side road and then got back on the main road.
0: (laughs) And that's something I just, uh, I mean, I I wanted, like you said, I liked that she had, that they gave a love interest to Tallahassee. It was kind of funny to see him with somebody who was, you know, slightly as calloused as he was towards like, people in some ways and relationships mm-hmm. uh and stuff and i thought that was kind of fun but you know she obviously does care uh but i also just thought i don't know and, and i guess you know this is part of like being in zombie land you just never know who's going to be around uh, and so you know you don't get too attached to anybody um but it was a little bit strange that she was just so open to like being with just anyone who walked in her yeah. door um so that was another kind of, and it just, it, again, like, like you said, you're in zombie land. So it, it, the, the rules seemed like they might be slightly different, but it just also seemed a little bit off.
1: Yeah. I, I agree. I felt like, first of all, I felt like there wasn't enough building of any kind of chemistry between Tallahassee and Nevada to have it suddenly be like, oh, and they were in bed together. It felt like, it, I mean, they had just met. And then suddenly, oh, they got drunk. And then yep. that was the deciding factor. It felt a little too fast. And then also mm-hmm. what you said about how it seems like they're making her out like she's really playing the field with whoever's left that's not a zombie. And it, you don't really need to go that route. I mean, you're free to do whatever it is that
0: you want to do, you know. Um, but I, I guess I wouldn't find myself just giving myself to anybody who came around. but. I will say, uh, I, I have to say that, you know, um, when they went to Babylon, um, I really could not stand that they c- kept making the same stupid joke
1: all the time about group sex. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. It, because, I mean, maybe the first time you mentioned it, okay, haha, that was funny. But then it, after that, it's like, okay, we got it the first time. You're just beating a dead horse at this point. So... Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh I thought that the the best joke that they kept using that I was okay with was talking about melting the guns because you know yeah. Tallahassee <laughs> didn't want anybody messing with his guns. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, and also for the fact that you just want to survive the zombie attack. Yeah, that part I thought was
0: really funny. Uh the that I really enjoyed um the whole the whole gun art that was excellent like look we made this awesome um, jewelry yeah
1: what did you think of the new zombies i thought that the dividing them up into different kinds of groups sort of like um there's the you know bottom zombie that's not really a threat all the way up to the t800 i loved that Because you kind of think to yourself, okay, if the world is made up of billions of people, and most of them have now become zombies, there has to be some differentiation between them. Because there would be that many, you know, I think it's natural to think some are going to be faster or slower than others. Some may be more intelligent, or um, harder to kill. So I, I thought that that was awesome. And, uh, I think that the Homer aspect was absolutely hilarious, especially having it even in the Simpsons font. <laughs> um, yeah, that was great. What, how did you feel, especially about the, the Terminator jokes?
0: Um, so I thought the idea of having these different types of zombies was fun and smart, you know, to kind of mix it up. Um, and the idea that, you know, after years going by that you know, the zombie virus might mutate in yeah. that way. Uh felt smart too, you know. So yeah, I I liked all of the the zombies that they had. I just I actually love, you know, in the scene where they're trying to get the um the R V, you know, and he's like 12 o'clock, no, 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 just a Homer, don't waste the bullet, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, that, that was funny, you know, so those are the places where I felt like, you know, the, they added the joke there, um, and it worked really well with what they had created, and, you know, the idea that, you know, do you have these zombies, like you said, with the, the T-800s that are just super strong and powerful and, and are roaming the plains. you know, I think it was is fascinating, so... Um, and, and that has made them stronger, you know, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. So, uh, I'm, I had no problem with it. So, um, I also, you, you mentioned, uh, in our outline, I thought was kind of fun. Like you said, they have the cars and the whole joke about this is just the fact that, you know, they've been driving in these cool cars the whole mm-hmm. time and they get stuck in the minivan over and over again, which I, that was Also part of the movie that I thought was, you know, just worked as a great joke that they kept having to drive the minivan. And I get it. You
1: know, I don't love driving a minivan either. And it was like an old beat up like Chevy minivan from like the 90s, I think. And so Tallahassee, man, I felt for him having to go from the beast to that. And especially to, you know, if you know anything about cars, the difference in the engine power. Um, is going to be stark difference. Um, And then him thinking, oh, finally, I've got my RV. We're hitting the open road. We got lots of space. And then the tire pops. It's just, that's perfect comedic timing because irony is not lost on him. I just, the one thing that I, I realized that we're missing was he didn't get any Twinkies this time.
0: That's true. There were no Twinkies. See, um one of the things that I thought they played that whole RV thing for a massive joke. Yeah. Like they just built that whole thing up for them to like get in the car and then blow it. Um so it was it was and and that's one of the places where I felt like the movie itself was kind of like what we talked about earlier with the humor is that the the movie never quite seems like it has enough of a plot to add like a 2 hours basically mm-hmm. so it's like we add this you know 10 minute scene that really isn't going to have any impact on the rest of the story whatsoever it's funny but we need and we need another scene to almost like pad the movie um but it doesn't really have any impact on the rest of the story or the plot and again it's because the the plots not that and I mean there's not a lot of plot
1: yeah I mean it's just kind of lacking where you feel like like we said before about Wichita for example what are their motivations what's their end goal okay we're back in zombie land what do they want out of life that they have left so I think that they they should have focused more on that with writing this um but I mean, I I still think it was a fun ride, and I um mm-hmm. I did mean to say when we were talking about the cars, I love that they introduced the monster truck, and that it has I think it's what the Dukes of Hazard horn. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was pretty funny.
1: Uh, and and that it says big fat death on it. I just I uh I think that. Especially when they had Nevada come back in with it and rescue them in the monster truck was awesome.
0: Yeah i I thought that that was really enjoyable. Um, and it was a very fun scene. And obviously you you it is a place where um you know they they kind of played their hand of as to what was going to happen, like it was going to flip and everything. But it was such mm-hmm. a fun, goofy scene. I really did enjoy that. Um. And, you know, of course, then you get the gauntlet, which was really enjoyable as well. So I think all of that worked and was really fun. So I have no complaints about that. I think, you know, they just did a good job with with that. Uh, I thought it was funny that they made the joke about him being like, you know, part Indian and made that a whole thing. I'm like, so he's like the Elizabeth Warren of Zombieland. (laughs) Um I just thought it was really funny to go there. Um I also really thought it was funny uh how they make fun of hippies. They really don't like hippies in this movie which I thought was also quite hysterical. Um because yeah, they just show them to be not good for the world, <laughs> which I thought was really funny like but it's if, weird.
1: If, yeah, because they're in in so many scenes it feels like they're downing them, but then they end up having the ultimate home where they all feel like they could stay. And that's what's so funny, is like it, it kinda gets turned around on them and actually the hippies are great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um well I mean and it, it is interesting too because, you know, then they don't upst- they don't stay there. You mm-hmm. know, like they make their way to where whatever is they're gonna go, which I thought was really interesting. So what was interesting to me is how did those hippies build that place in the first place? Um Yeah, know, where did they get like, all this scrap metal? Yeah, any of them were good at anything. So <laughs> I it seemed a little, you know, I I don't know, I don't I don't really I don't really buy them being able to do that. It was it was funny nonetheless. I, I just uh, you yeah. know, that that whole section was was very funny. I did enjoy um the the whole gauntlet part like I just thought that was really funny uh, and like it played off really well
1: oh so. yeah when they're all holding the pieces of metal and ushering the zombies through to fall off mm-hmm. to their death yeah again yeah <laughs> yeah no that was great how did you like uh, Berkeley by the way oh gosh speaking of hippies uh, he a little much um, <laughs> yeah a little
0: he was a little annoying um, and Like one of the parts of the movie that I kind of didn't really enjoy as
1: much. Um, I could have kind of done without him. But, you know, whatever. But you didn't like all his original songs that he wrote? (laughs) Yeah.
0: No. no, (laughs) Yeah.
1: It got me when he started singing Free Bird and I just put my face in my hands and I was like, oh, please tell me she doesn't believe this. Yeah, that was that
0: wasn't enough. That no, I was like, N- please, no.
1: And then no, she
0: didn't. So yeah. good for her. You know, one of the things that was interesting because we we talked about this in, I think, you know, we talked about this in 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 the last movie, and I thought that this was kind of a, uh, an interesting part to this film you know home is 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 where the family is and and that kind of idea and and we see them all kind of struggling with this idea of like they're not quite comfortable with where they are and and, and necessarily who they are and and so this whole theme about you know home is with the people that you love and and it doesn't really matter where you are just as long as you are with those people. Um and also just the, kind of along with that is just not taking for granted the people that are you're with, you know, like and mm-hmm. how easy that is to do. Um and how that kind of leaves us uh in the lurch a lot of the times. Like um we get so used to pe- people being around us that we we end up taking them for granted. And it hurts our relationships, you know, and I think That's one of the things we saw with Wichita and Columbus, but it's also something that we see, you know, as much as you see Little Rock want a relationship, uh, her desire uh, and her lack of seeing what she has right in front of her face um, hurts her, you know, like, Um, she she loses that perspective. And so I I liked that the movie kind of continued some of the themes that we got in the first one and kind of built on them Mm -hmm. about this idea of like that, you know, home is not about a place. It's about the people that you're with. And I thought that that was a good addition to what we got in the first movie.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I felt like the joke that Columbus makes, although it's bad, that, uh that's why they call them your homies because home is where you're when you're with them um uh, but i I do think that it proved the point of especially in a world where it's post apocalyptic and everyone pretty much is a zombie other than a few people that you can't really have one physical home for one thing because it could constantly get overrun by zombies at some point. Um, and two, that you can't take people for granted because they could at any point get bitten and then they become a zombie and you possibly have to kill them off. So I like that from those aspects, it encourages that home is where your family is or the people that you love, but also it applies to anyone, not even in that situation. I think that it's really sweet to seeing that it's still that that core group of four that really care about each other. And although they've met some new people along the way that they end up deciding to come back together.
0: Yeah. Well, and that they have a better understanding of what the other person needs, which I thought was kind of nice. Um, Absolutely. You know, like, I, I feel like, that was that's something that's really important like is is for for us to understand the people that we're with you know and and what it what it means like f- what what it is that they're struggling with and and kind of trying to understand what it is that they need in their lives which i thought was great um you know that's that's really important and it's really difficult to do as a human being for another person you know, is to try and put yourself in their shoes and be willing to listen when it, when, when something, you know, when you realize that you may not be the best thing for somebody right now, or, or you may have been hurting somebody and you didn't realize it, which I think Mm -hmm. is, you know, that's a, that's one of the things this movie does. I think pretty well is, is show people being open to knowing when they're not, um, they're not being the best for somebody like they're not mm-hmm. doing the, the best for somebody, which is great. Um, so I, I liked that. Um, and yeah, it's a small part of the movie. Like it's not the biggest part. It, it, like it's just really not, but yeah. it is great. Um, that they actually tried to, uh, play with some of those themes from the first movie. I thought that was good. So,
1: and I thought it was good too, that they added some new rules that, added some humor but also things that made sense some of those rules that we had mentioned that they had had you know they
0: actually add into the movie which is great that was really fun like i think you're like that was kind of fun to see them like remember some of those rules and then um and then play with them that was that was great um and you know (laughs) that was semi-funny that they had the the whole idea of the commandments, you know?
1: Oh, yes, having Flagstaff versus Columbus and talking about, well, you know, mine are just rules, not quite as hardcore as commandments. Yeah, like, (laughs) he's like, not quite as biblical. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. And like, well, it's not a competition. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think of the stinger at the very end? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess... I did like it and think that they needed to kind of give Bill Murray some justice. But it felt a little empty with what we got out of what they made. Uh, Didn't you yeah. feel that way too? Like it was just kind of Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I it was like it was fine.
0: I, I don't think it was um anything that was like necessary right to do um it was goofy the, the the way he survives you know his his first day in in zombieland
1: but yeah i mean it's fine like i mean i haven't seen the garfield movies so i didn't get the whole hairball joke um
0: i thought it was funny that in the 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 mall that they go to there is a poster for garfield 3 in there so no
1: i didn't even notice that so
0: I don't know, where do you, where do you come down ratings-wise?
1: I would say it would be a little bit better than Middle of the Road because of some of the big things that we talked about, mostly being that it felt very all about the joke and not as much about the substance. Um, I, I would give it a, I'm going to go for a half this time and say a 6.5 out of 10 pink fur coat pink fur coats (laughs) i was trying to figure out what you would call it (laughs) like a a pink puffy coat with a fur Uh, hood a a fake fur fake fur coat. yeah it's definitely fake
0: i think that i'm right there with you this is like six out of ten it's just above average um but it's pretty average as a movie i mean it's still funny you know and and like it's yeah. we'd see it again yeah yeah um and I, i i did end up seeing it twice um Partly because wasn't quite sure if we'd be able to make it on Sunday together, my wife and I. But we did, uh, so mm-hmm. I, you know, I got to see it twice, and you know, I still and laughed, but I, I definitely saw the fact that that really this is just a comedy movie, and it kind of lost some of the things like we talked about that kind of made it special, you know. Um, and so, you know, on a whole, it's it's still enjoyable, and you know, mm-hmm. I. I don't know if it's one of
1: those that I'd say, yeah, you should go to the theater and see it, you know. You mean you don't have to see this one to understand the first one? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> um,
1: but I am wondering what your recommendation will be. Um, actually, uh, this is funny. So um, I do have a recommendation, but it's actually a blast from the past. Oh, I good. was... Uh, looking through Twitter the other day and happened to see a funny video by Jerry O'Connell. Don't know if anyone remembers who that is, but uh, I said, hipster moment, but truth. I liked Jerry before it was cool on Sliders on the Sci-Fi channel. Nice. If you guys haven't seen the show Sliders, it was like people that are friends that travel through time to try and stop bad things from happening and funniness ensues see the episode about hot pants and i think actually jerry's brother is in that with him
0: nice he also uh he's the voice of the animated superman on many of the recent dc animated movies so there you go he does a great job yeah
1: so and apparently he is rebecca romaine's second husband Hey, yeah, he is married to Rebecca Remain, so good for him. Um, mm-hmm. She
0: actually plays Lois Lane in many of the new movies. So, um, I'm going to recommend something that I've been reading for a while now. Uh, it's uh, Scott Snyder's run on Justice League. has been excellent after what he did with uh, Metal um, for DC, and it's just been really, really good. I mean, they are putting the... Uh, DC heroes through hell right now as the Legion of Doom has been rising. And, well, uh, it's, yeah, it's not going well for the heroes at this moment. So it's Mm. just been a really strong run, mainly because it's diving deep into DC lore. um, And it's just, it's been a multi-universe spanning epic. Um, and I'm really excited to see how it's going to come to a close. So I recommend it if you're into comics. I've just really been enjoying it. Scott Snyder's a fantastic writer. His work on Batman was amazing at the beginning of the New 52. And his work here with Justice League has been f- fantastic following up on what he did uh, for Dark Knight's Metal. So yeah, check it out. It's totally worth reading. So uh, Christy, um, if uh, people, though, want to catch up with you. And uh, see where, uh, you know, what else you've got going on online
1: and with other podcasts. Where can people find you? You can find me in the Babel Conference talking about all of our episodes here. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bespin Bell. And I do a couple of other shows. I do a show once a month on the Fanthatrax network called Planet Leia, where me and five other women from around the world talk about Star Wars. And I also do a show with my friend Teresa called Sabers and Spells. We just released our episode talking about season three of Stranger Things, and teasing for season four, which we hope is coming next summer. Fingers crossed. Uh, And then lastly, I do a five minute segment on my friend Riley's show, the Star Wars Report called Fashion in Five Once a Month, where I talk about men's and women's Star Wars fashion. So stay tuned for that for October.
0: Awesome. Uh, You can find me here on the network uh, also doing another show. Uh, It is The Orb, Chris Jones. When we get a chance, we talk about Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I'm doing two shows over on the Nerd Party Network. One is called outpost with Dre Kaufman. Uh, each week we talk about one of the chapters from Harry Potter. We're going through the Half-Blood Prince at this moment. And then uh, you can find me doing aggressive negotiations with John Mills. Hey, it's a Star Wars podcast, um, but we don't just talk about news and stuff. We dive into the nitty-gritty of Star Wars each and every week, so check that out. And then last but not least, I'm doing a cinema stories with my good friend Courtney as we talk about films through the lens of faith. And in fact, actually this week, we are talking about The
1: Princess Bride.
0: So thank you, though, so much for joining us.
1: And y'all come back now, you hear?